I'm Jack Edwards. Jack Edwards, the voice of the Boston Bruins. It's like a heartbeat with this team. Boom, boom. Jack Edwards joins Merloni and Fourier live on Sports Radio WEEI. And who has more fun than us? Get up! Here's the Bruins Thursday here at WEEI. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Play-by-play man for Nesson of the Boston Bruins, Jack Edwards. Jack, how you doing, buddy? Christian and Lou. I'm doing okay, Lou. How are you? Good. We are, we are doing well. You know, I was just thinking about this last night. TNT, right? ESPN. How many How many less games is that for you guys? I know you don't want to do them all. I get it. Uh, we formerly uh, did 70 under the NBC contract. But, uh, yeah, we'd like to do all 82 and all the playoffs. But uh, money walks. Mm-hmm. And talks. It talks too. Yeah. Um, Wrong's favorite number. You're speaking of money, though, there is this, um, I guess, this new wave of just gambling being part of these pregame shows, these halftime shows, and the telecast. I'm just curious to your opinion on how much gambling input is on during these telecasts. Um, I took exception to uh, TNT's use of it, but I can understand. The revenue stream is overpowering, and uh, there is a lot of viewers who uh, have skin in the game. So, you know, they, that's stimulating to the viewership. And, you know, I, I don't uh, gamble on sports. I don't suggest that anybody gambles on sports. But uh, I think as long as the, uh, the league uh, polices itself really strictly, um, it's not a problem. Jack, before we get into this one, just I know last week we talked about um, uh, McAvoy and an extension. They finalized <laughs> yeah, that, right? I got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nine, nine and a half. I mean, was it was it a surprise? I mean, listen, he's worth it, but was it a surprise, that number? Yeah, yeah, I I agree uh, with with both, both points you make. Uh, it was a surprise, and um, he's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, that's... Uh, that's way more than uh, 10% of the salary cap. And uh, this team has been chugging along and in contention uh, for quite a while and uh, has had a culture of, of spreading it out. Um, you know, the fear is not that Charlie McAvoy won't perform as a $9.5 million player. I have no worries about that. Uh, my fear is that in addition to Pasternak, some other guy who's young, who's coming up for a contract, um, has a spectacular contract year and puts the Bruins over his knee. And, you know, that's, that's a really difficult situation for a team to be in. But uh, I trust Don Sweeney. I think he's done an excellent job managing the cap and, uh, he knows way more about that than I do. <laughs> All right, so we're talking to Jack Edwards. Jack, so give me your thoughts on Swayman last night. Uh, Christian, I, I thought he uh, had a bad game, and he said as much post-game, and, and that impressed me uh, in that he's accountable. Um, in, in general, uh, the Bruins looked like a team playing its second game of the season against a team that it had more reps and was hungrier and was more alert. I, I don't think uh, there's any player you can point to on the Bruins, uh, maybe with the exception of McAvoy, who didn't make an egregious mental error. Uh, most of them got away with them 
uh, last night. But, um, you know, we know who didn't get away with it. And uh, the goalie, they keep track of his mistakes on the scoreboard. So, you know, I I think he'll be better for it. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, disappointing because, uh, as Bruce Cassidy said after the game, uh, they needed a save when they didn't get one. You know, it's funny because – you know, Tuka Rask has been such a just you know just been kicked around this town for so many years, and I'm <laughs> yeah, curious, right. like, is this the year where Bruins fans finally start appreciating Tuka Rask? <laughs> right, right. They never appreciate you till you're gone, right? So yeah, uh, the the thing about Tuka's style is that he isn't flashy, uh, and his his preparation for the shot is so immaculate that. He looks like he's not doing much. All he's doing is stopping the puck better than anybody in NHL history save one guy. He's got the second-best save percentage of all time. So, you know, I know, I know, he hasn't won the Stanley Cup, but he's done absolutely everything else he could do for the Boston Bruins. And uh, I I think uh, people in this season are going to appreciate him more and more as time goes on. Right, we're talking to Jack Edwards. Jack, I'm curious. I know that um, Cassidy had said he's going to do this a few times, right, with, with uh, Grizzlick coming up with uh, McAvoy. But when you see last night, I don't know, Carlo with Riley and, and Clifton and, and Forbort, like, is that something that he can continue to do? Or do these guys need to kind of some time to kind of come together? Because those second pairings were both of them, neither one of them are very good. Yeah, uh, Derek Forbert had a bad game last night. Uh, his hands weren't doing him any favors, and he got uh, caught flat-footed on a turnover that turned on into an odd man rush that turned into a goal. And, uh, you know, he's he's trying his hardest, but um, right now he looks a lot more comfortable on the third pair than he does on the first pair. I I was really impressed with Grizzlick's game last night. Um, he was definitely the Bruins' second best defenseman behind McAvoy. Uh, his skating was just awesome, and uh, he only got uh, blown off the puck once. And uh, for a guy his size um, to play defense as necessarily with the stick as he does, and not the body. Uh, I was really impressed with his effort. But, uh, yeah, the Bruins um, have to bring Forbert up or find a a different combination that's going to work on on the top line because I don't know if Grizzlick has proven that he's durable enough to get through the playoffs as a targeted defenseman. So, you know, that's a long-term concern. So um, during the first intermission, Wayne Gretzky, who I never thought I was going to be able to say that, uh, Wayne Gretzky, right, the great one, uh, who's talking about, uh, you know, the, the lack of ice time for Berge, for that Bergeron line. So, you know, he didn't like the fact that it, I think it wasn't enough for him. Is that just an early season thing or is this is it something else? I, I, I think uh, that Bruce is trying to uh, rotate um, – the uh, four lines and and give them as much exposure as he can uh well uh the game is in doubt um you know when when Bergeron's line is out there um uh, not as much as you would expect early in the game 
that's because Bruce is saving them for the third period. I, you know, Marshawn had just a spectacular game. I mean, the guy, the guy maneuvered through such tight spaces, was physical, was fast, uh, pressured guys with his defense, and he was spectacularly creative. Uh, the the guy's off to an MVP start. If the Bruins can put together uh, a long winning streak and and he gets a point streak going, uh, he's going to get serious consideration for the heart. I mean, he already is. Uh, two of the last three years, he's been in the top five. Jack, are we past the point of like thinking about breaking this lineup again? I know they've messed with it before, and maybe with Krejci and Pasternak being together, but is it just, it is what it is, get as most he can out of this first line, or they better serve trying to, you know, break it up somehow? I, I You know, I'm watching the game, I was, I was chuckling at times, because Philadelphia has shored up its D, but they were in the torture chamber against those guys, yeah. and, and when you have a line such as Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak that can put a physical team, a physical defense on its heels and keep the puck in the attacking zone 25 seconds at a time. I don't think you break them up. I, I think you try to coach up the other lines. And, and until Felino got hurt and Bruce had to juggle his lines mm-hmm. and I thought uh, Coyle got the short end of that stick, um, he was uh, – jumped around uh, to uh, several combinations. Um, I thought, uh, you know, at, at uh, what, uh, mid-second period, all three uh, top three lines had scored. So, you know, I, uh, I respectfully disagree with the great Gretzky. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I was trying to gauge how judgy or how uh... – you know, critical you are with some of these, uh, you know, these national, you know, the ESPN, uh, you know, studio show. Jack, that, no. You know, you, mean, you can be because you got Mark Messier with uh, ESPN. You got, you know, Wayne Gretzky. Like, what? Do you, give me your, give me a grade for those two. <laughs> I, they're know, not listening. I, I frankly, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, when I'm watching a game on national, uh, I set my stopwatch for 17 and a half minutes. At the end of the, uh, uh, at the end of each period, and uh, I, I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you can't handle what they're saying? You don't you no. think they're full of crap? No, no. I, you know, I, I work with the very best analyst in the game, and he has taught me how to watch hockey. And it's not that I shut myself off to other input, but I, I have better things to do, like. Go throw the ball for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I, I think most fans kind of when you see a national broadcast, you're like, oh, these guys don't know my our team, right? They they throw the fluff out there. They they don't they don't know the insides and outs. Like it's like baseball and was it Smoltz yesterday saying that Devers keeps getting better every year at third base defensively. Right. And it's like, no, no, actually he's not. <laughs> I, I yeah, wanted to ask starts. you about um uh I think tomorrow night, Omar's gonna be in net against Buffalo. What do you expect and what is Buffalo doing to get off to a three and no start? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the fans in Buffalo deserve <laughs> a winning team. But, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Buffalo was in playoff contention into January, and then the bottom fell out. So, you know, those fans are, aren't going to buy playoff tickets until they're in in game 82. Um, 
I, I think Don Granado is doing an excellent job as coach. Uh, he's, uh, he's got those guys playing together. But um, Omar's got to put one up for the Bruins. You know, the, the old saying is don't lo- lose two in a row. And uh, Buffalo's feeling it a little bit in the early season. And uh, the Bruins need to have 60 minutes of conscientious play in front of Omar because – uh, from what we've seen, he is going to give up rebounds, and uh, they're not going to be in in the right places. So you know they've they've got to be tuned in. Well, I saw Bucigras, um made a bet. They said, I guess if Buffalo, if they sell out, he's going to buy a beer for everybody in the building. Are you and Brick doing that at the Garden, or what? What are we going to for the next one, next home one? <laughs> I can't speak for Brick, but uh, Butchie must must be making a lot of money. <laughs> All right, Jack. Listen, man, we appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, and can't wait to talk to you next week. Appreciate the time. All right, Lou and Christian, thanks.